Hello, and welcome to the Origins Podcast, hosted by Ian Pullman and Vicente Enriquez. Hey guys, welcome into the show. My name is Ian, and with me is my co-host... Hey there, this is Vicente. And you're listening to the Origins Podcast. This is episode number 33, The Origins of Halloween. Um, Halloween is just a couple days away. We'll be releasing this episode on Halloween, so uh, happy Halloween, everybody. Um, Before we get into the episode, though, just want to remind you that you can follow us on Facebook, Origins of History Podcast, as well as on our Instagram page at origins.historypodcast. You can also listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and pretty much anywhere else you may consume your podcasts. Thank you guys for listening. So, Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Best holiday in the year, <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, I can't wait for this one. I know. Uh, I've got uh, got my costume all ready to go. You do? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be Ted Lasso. Ah. <laughs> and I'm going to shave the beard and everything. With just no way, really? So I'm going to do it all the way. I can't wait. What are you going to be for Halloween? Uh, well, my friend, we're going to do this Scooby-Doo thing. Okay. Pretty, pretty shaggy. You're gonna be Shaggy. Yeah, <laughs> I've never done Shaggy. Surprisingly, <laughs> so. All right. Well, we'll take some pictures and we'll put them on our of our costumes and we'll put them on our Facebook and our Instagram, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you guys can check them out. But um, so Halloween really can trace its origins directly back to the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain, and that took place October 31st and November 1st. And uh, the Celts, of course, they lived several thousand years ago. They mostly resided in Ireland, the U- the UK, a little bit in, or- in northern France as well. And um, they would celebrate their new year on November 1st. And that was like the day that marked the end of summer and the harvest, the end of the harvest. And it, it was, you know, the day that marked the beginning of dark, cold winter time, um, which is often, you know, associated with death, right? Winter, yeah. a lot of people tend to die in the colder months yeah. because of disease and, and famine, right? The winter's coming. Exactly. Winter winter is coming. So basically they, the Celts believe that during these two days of Samhain, the barrier between the human and spirit world was weakened and it allowed spirits, fairies, it even allowed dead ancestors to cross over into the world of the living Wow. Uh, on these two days, right? Um, pretty cool. And they believed that the fairies would come, the spirits and the fairies were, would come and damage their crops, damage their property. Um, you know, cause general mischief, right? As chaos beings, as fairies do, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, damn elves. (laughs) So they decided that the best way to combat this was to leave offerings of, you know, meat and food and, and whatnot outside of their home for the fairies to take. And if they would go out during these two days, they would dress up in animal skins um, or as monsters so that they would, you know, drive the fairies away. You know, they wouldn't be tempted to kidnap them. (laughs) It's crazy to think about all that. Like, but, you know, that's cultural, man. That's and people still practice that, you know, maybe some people out there like have like an aunt or a granny that, you know, they leave cookies out there in the windowsill or like on the porch or something like that. And you're like, why are there just cookies and tea here? 
and they'll just tell you, oh, it's for the elves, so they'll be happy. Right. And they don't <laughs> mess with your stuff. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, like, and we see throughout history, you know, these, um, uh, we, we see really fairies being these, uh, these mischievous kind of creatures, right? Yeah. So like, you have to appease them in order to, you know, not get on their bad side, I guess. And, and, and it's interesting that it comes when around when the winter's coming. So it's kind of just because I believe that the cold months and this is the transition and we got to we gotta please them so we could survive this. And very super, like, yeah, man, human beings, man. I like that. I mean, it's interesting, too, to think kind of, you know, because you sacrifice a lot to deities and gods in this situation, too, to help you through the lean months. Um, but it's also interesting to think of, you know, the fairies on the opposite end of that spectrum, you know, gods are s- somewhat like protectors, right? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the fairies are like these these chaotic <laughs> beings, so you're sacrificing to like two different um two different kind of categories of right, divine beings yeah. on different ends of the spectrum, I guess. Yeah. Um, if that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, that's our human mentality with this. Yeah. Good and evil. Um, so in addition to causing trouble dam- and damaging crops, the, the Celts thought that the presence of these otherworldly spirits and these fairies um, made it easier for their, their priests, which were called druids, uh, to make predictions about the future, you know, tap into, um, you know, divine kind of wills and uh, destinies and prophecies and all these these types of things, mm. right? Yeah. Um, so they, you know, they kind of took these prop- prophecies as a source of comfort during the, the winter months, you know, they would be like, okay, well... You know, you're gonna the the priest might prophesy that you're gonna be okay. You and your family are gonna be fine. Oh man! And they could kind of have some hope <laughs> in that. Yeah. Um, in that prophecy, I guess. It, it's that's cool, man. That because even in over here in you know in the Americas and it's that's still the same thing. We have chamans and curanderas, and you know we have the Day of the Dead and. Other in southern in Mexico, like, and that's the same thing. Like, it's in November first, November second, like around the same time, and it's like, and it's that time of like what, like you said, like that the it weakens the barrier, so other pe- other spirits could visit and you please them and and uh, yeah, man, that's that's cool, dude. Like different cultures, you know, on different that, parts that, of the world. This is United. This is Europe. Like, yeah, and <laughs> they that's cool. They come up, you know. Different cultures come to the same conclusions, <laughs> basically, yeah. even though they have no contact with one another. Um, pretty interesting. Human you know? beings. Like, we're, we're all looking for comfort, and we're all looking for to celebrate the same things, right? Um, seasonal changes and whatnot. We've the talked seasonal. about that a lot, uh, you know, celebrations involving Every the seasons. Every time we go around the sun, dude. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, to commemorate basically the whole Samhain festival druids would build these huge um, bonfires. They were called sacred bonfires and all the people of the village or whatever would gather around. They would burn crops. They would sacrifice animals, um, all all of this in the name of the Celtic deities. And uh, during the celebration, they would wear costumes, normally like an animal head or animal skins. 
and then they would try and predict the future basically of of the upcoming year and whatnot um and then when the celebration was finished everyone from the community would take home an ember or something from the sacred bonfire and they would light their their hearth and their home and it would it was said to help protect them because it came from the sacred bonfire it would protect them throughout the winter so we see this this um I guess survival of this, you know, a lot of winter, uh, winter months, sickness, death, wanting to make yeah. it through the tough time. And it still is, right? Like we, that's why we celebrate these moments where okay, cut together so we could share food right now. And it's cool, man. Like, like that mysticism. I, I hate that. You know, it's still there, <laughs> but back then it was just so alive. You know, now it's like all this industry and, and everything. Because it's, you know, like, uh, myth, mythopoic or myth, mythopoetic thought, I think, is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, where, you know, the communities are looking, where the ancient, you know, that, that's like the way that the ancient peoples thought because they were looking for things in nature and, like, to looking explain, for ways to explain. Explain the unknown, you right? You know, how, how these things happen. And, and it often was a the explanation, the answer was something to do with, a god, a divine being, a spiritual—I I always think supernatural. That, I always think back to the whole idea of darkness. <laughs> you know, we have light now. Imagine back then, once the sun went down, total pitch black darkness. <laughs> well, yeah, it was um, <laughs> you know, as so when when winter came, it was even more scary. Yeah, I mean, you didn't go out at night. Um, in in ancient Rome, there was kind of these sayings these notions like you don't go out once the sun is down because Rome doesn't have electricity. Obviously, you know, it's pitch black. It's dangerous. You can get mugged, killed, raped, like whatever. So, I mean, there's, what was it like back then in ancient Egypt and ancient Rome and Greece at midnight when there's no street lights and like the witches, that all right? that stuff, right? Like the it, witch in hour three, it, it must've been very, um, very supernatural feeling right at like, night when that the pitch black total uncertainty your mind just gives you the whole imagination goes wandering and th- and that's like and we're talking about like big cities i mean can you imagine in celtic little villages with right. maybe Forest. a couple hundred people and you know some candles torches and that's about it like wow you know crazy <laughs> but anyway um so that that's basically the gist of Samhain. um and the Celtic peoples were, you know, definitely celebrating this for uh, a long time. And then enter the Romans, of course, yes, well, everything yes, in history, Europe, right? Yes. <laughs> um, so the Romans, you know, their conquest of Britannia, as they called it in the first century B- BC, um, you know, Julius Caesar had gone there and other Ro- uh, a few of the early Roman emperors, but it was Emperor Claudius that really put them down. And he was the... Uh, he was the fourth uh, emperor. He was the one that su- succeeded uh, Caligula. And the same theme of you can still celebrate it, just not what you're doing. <laughs> Basically, you know, they wanted to Romanize. A lot of Romans let them keep their, you know, when they conquered a place, they would let them keep a lot of their religious beliefs as long as they understood that Jupiter and the other gods were above their gods, basically. And and some places you see a conflation, like they, they take their local deities and they add them to the Roman gods and they make new gods. Oh, um, interesting. In, interesting stuff, really. But the Romans are, were cool with you keeping your religion. But um, 
the the Samhain festival kind of got entangled with a couple of Roman festivals over time. Um, and both of these festivals took place just around the same time as Samhain. So it was like a, a, a you know, a time kind of based. We're living in the same time right now. Yeah, We're like mixing like, Halloween now and Dias del Muertos. Yeah. Uh, you know, Day of the Dead and Halloween. So it's like there's these different festivals, but they happen at the same time for kind of the same reasons. So let's combine them, right? Mm-hmm. Um so there was um, there was Feralia, and that was a festival that celebrated the passing of the dead in Roman society. And the second, it was a day that honored the goddess of fruit and trees, Pomona. And uh, uh, Pomona was was symbolized by an apple normally, and that's I knew maybe Pomona. Oh, really? Yeah, that's, that's inter- a, interesting name. <laughs> that, that's yeah, it's a pretty interesting name. It's like kind of out there, but. Uh, Bobby um, for apples. Interesting. That, that, yeah, but that might be the symbol of the apple. That might have been what inspired bobbing for apples. Um, once these festivals all become entangled, they kind of just become their own thing and they grow. And then in the Middle Ages, after you know the fall of the Roman Empire and everything, we saw additional changes where people were celebrating the festivals and lighting personal bonfires like outside their homes. And they thought that would ward off witches and evil spirits. So now we're not talking about fairies as much as we're talking about witches and evil spirits. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, when was, I mean, the the term witch has been around forever, but like, when do we get to like the fear that inspired like the Salem, um, you know, witch hunts and just the fear of woman taking power. Here. <laughs> <laughs> like when did, when did witches become so, feared in society i wonder you know i don't know i I feel like witches have such a female connotation you know yeah i don't remember like just fearing women that have you know were independent and (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) that's that'd be an interesting episode to look into like witches and in particular you know um to get into the middle ages they would say that you know how we hear about alien abductions Mm -hmm. nowadays Back then in the Middle Ages, people were adopted too, but they weren't aliens. They were fairies. <laughs> fairies, right? <laughs> yeah, there Which was is... fairies that would take them into a white place with fancy stuff and really, you know, like that same kind of, like, yeah, it, it's actually been proven. Or like, you know, there's writings about it that people that claim that have been taken, but from the Middle Ages. And it sounds so similar to people from like the 50s and 60s talking about alien abduction so we just as a society as a as a race are just looking for something to explain the unknown unknown right (laughs) people that probably just wandered off and died like you know maybe maybe a guy was out in the woods and had a heart attack and just died and never came back home but no he was abducted by witches interesting (laughs) crazy right (laughs) um and so during the middle ages you know there were lighting these personal bonfires they were afraid of these spirits and witches uh they also a tradition started where they would carve turnips and they called them jack-o'-lanterns and they would leave them outside their homes as well and that basically had the same effect it was carving some kind of scary face or something to like get the witches and and the spirits scared away from your home so that's where we get jack-o'-lanterns from that's why i don't like dolls (laughs) um and of course just like I say, you know, enter the Romans, well, enter Catholicism. (laughs) 
Uh, in the ninth century, Pope Gregory declared November 1st to be All Saints Day, uh, also called All Hallows. All Hallows. And that was November 2nd. And, uh, and, and uh, th- that was, sorry, that was November 1st. And then November 2nd was All Souls Day. Oh. Um, and he did this because he wanted to stop the celebration of the pagan Samhain and the Roman festivals and whatever. Um, but it really didn't stop it from being celebrated on October 31st, which has become to be known as All Hallows Eve. And, uh, you know, Samhain kind of kept most of its traditions, even it's though the Pope sounds like the Valentine's day stuff. Yeah, exactly. You know, got Caportelio, is it called? Um, uh, like uh, Luper, Lupercalia. Lupercalia yeah. yeah. Um, or was it Lupercalia? Yeah. Lupercalia. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's, so it's been eight months. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's it's interesting to see you know Catholicism just like step in and try and change all these pagan festivals all the time, no matter where they came it's from. Like, you still do it. It's just don't celebrate this thing you're doing. <laughs> what? <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> so it it stayed the same relatively, you know, for for a while, and really we have to think about coming to America now. Um, so uh, Anglican colonists in the South United States and Catholic colonists in Maryland, they recognized All Hallows' Eve in their church calendars that they brought over with them to oh. America. Um, however, the Puritans in New England were very, very opposed to the holiday, um, which was not really widely celebrated. What did the Puritans not like hate? <laughs> Puritans were against everything. <laughs> like even like just chewing. They don't like chewing. <laughs> like we we studied some Puritan portraiture in one of my art history courses recently, and um, they like refused to have themselves depicted with any kind of worldly possessions that were expensive. It was just super bland backgrounds with just like the person. So it was just even worse than Amish people like that. that kind <laughs> like of like. S- Something like that, you know, they they just feel guilty of any type of like pleasure. Yeah. Um <laughs> although the Puritans thought that I mean Catholics that, feel guilty for everything too. Like <laughs> Yeah, I mean there's, there's lots of guilt in religion, that's why I'm not a huge fan. But um you know, the the Puritans really thought that you know, they celebrating God's creation so you could paint a portrait of yourself because you were celebrating God's creation. Oh. Your humanity, right? Eh, yeah. Little loopholes, right? Anyway, um so the Puritans were very against this. They were even against like celebrating Christmas and stuff, um, which is, is just crazy. But uh, some of these colonists, the Anglicans, the Catholics, they kind of intertwined this All Hallows Eve tradition with some American, uh, Native American tribes traditions. And um, there was an interesting little uh, kind of celebration that came out of this. Uh, that kind of celebrated the harvest and they would light bonfires. They would tell stories. Um, but still, this is very far away from what we would think of as Halloween, right? Yeah, I mean, but it just sounds pretty cool. That it's also mixing into, you know, that's the beauty of America in, in that sense, right? <laughs> like mixing M- all this pot. stuff. <laughs> we just yeah. take all these traditions and just mash them up from different peoples and cultures and that's that's the most American thing about America. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, it wasn't celebrated 
uh, Samhain or All Hallows Eve. It wasn't really celebrated widely in America, but um, the mass of Irish and Scottish Im- Scottish immigrants coming to America in the 19th century, they brought a lot of the celebration with them. As they do. Yeah, of course. The, I- you know, the Irish and the Irish Scottish. And the Scottish they, <laughs> they brought it with them just like we did the St. Patrick's Day episode right. <laughs> where they brought it and then America <laughs> caught on and Americanized it and it is what it is today. And the same basic blueprint can be said of Samhain as well or Halloween. Um, and, you know, most uh, most American traditions uh, were really inherited from the Irish and the Scots uh, that brought it over. And um, it, it was mostly celebrated regionally, maybe locally in immigrant communities. It didn't become uh, a huge thing right away. It kind of gradually assimilated into American society and got into the mainstream. And then by the time that uh, of the early early 20th century, everyone was celebrating it, no matter what race, religion, social economic background they were from, everyone was celebrating Halloween. Yeah, like, it's the beauty of Halloween. That's what I really like. Like, you can make whatever you want of it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> it's It's a... A pretty, um, I don't know, I guess blanket, Take what you want. Yeah, blanket. Yeah, like a blanket generalized kind of holiday. Like anyone can celebrate it for any number of reasons. <laughs> it's not about just candy. It's not about a baby being born. Uh, it's not about, you know, uh, that same baby being a man and coming back from <laughs> the dead. You know, it's, <laughs> uh, it's about. Yeah, whatever it, you want it to be about yeah <laughs> as it spread it did kind of lose that religious connotation of you know hollows eve and i mean i would say it has the opposite of a religious connotation now it's it, it well it, it still kind of has that same feeling of sondheim yeah right <laughs> <laughs> it's uh almost it, anti-religious <laughs> it could be seen that way that's pretty cool um metal <laughs> so uh Basically, America changed it, influenced it, and sent Halloween back to Europe <laughs> in the 21st century. Um, Here, so, it's better. <laughs> uh, trick-or-treating, that comes from a European tradition of dressing in costumes, going door-to-door asking for food or for money for different reasons. Um, basically, it's said to have roots in the medieval practice of mumming and mumming is when an in kind of an informal group of costumed uh, actors uh, from the community would visit the house, uh, uh, visit any any number of houses on various holidays. They'd come in, they'd they'd dance and sing and kind of just do a whole jig at different <laughs> different houses. I mean, very communal. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so that's that's kind of the the house to house aspect of trick or treating. Um, there was another variant that comes from England specifically from the medieval period. And, um, and it was actually done up until the 1900s, you know, uh, but it was a Christian custom called souling and souling is when groups, um, of soulers would go from parish to parish and they would beg the rich for soul cakes is what they were called. Uh, with these little cakes, you know, little sweets. Okay. And and uh, if you give them a soul cake, they will pray for the soul of the person who gives them the cake or pray for their friends. So that's give me, nice. Give me a cake and I'll pray for you. I mean, 
yeah it just kind of goes back to that winter thing you know like hey it's gonna get colder we should all just kind of because even back then you know you didn't have that much food in winter you couldn't find that much food so everyone kind of got together kind of uh, in a way of breaking that ice of like hey we didn't talk all summer but hey winter's coming right <laughs> So interesting to see how trick or treating came around. I was. I love that you say 1900s. I'm like, damn, that's 80 years ago. 19. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> 20 years ago was 1900s. Fr- from some of the research I was seeing, you know, the souling was done up until like the 1920s or 1930s in England. So I mean, fairly recently, I mean, I think less than 100 years ago. Um, and then of course you know it's just, it's just become more, you know industrialized and trying to make profit here and there and everywhere off the candy and the costumes and everything so it's it's changed of course but uh, america sent it back to europe uh and halloween is now celebrated kind of the same way everywhere um i really wanted to because i think it's pretty interesting just to end this episode look at the the etymology of the name because i mean where does Halloween come from, right? Um, the word Halloween or Halloween, like H-A-L-L-O-W-E, and then apostrophe E-N, um, that dates to around 1745, and it's actually a, a Christian origin. Um, how I just spelled it, Halloween with the apostrophe in it, that means saint's evening, and it come it comes from a Scottish term for All Hallows Eve, um, and the in Scots the word Eve means even, and this is part of basically how we get the Ean with the E apostrophe E N, and over time All Hallows Even evolved into Halloween with the apostrophe until oh. into All Hallows. Uh, uh, into Halloween like it's spelled today without the apostrophe, right? Oh, um, okay. Yeah, it's, it's such a weird ween. Yeah, like if you really think of it, like, yeah, how that like, evolved. You know, I never thought about Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Thank <it's>, you. <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, we can post this information because um, I know it's a little bit confusing, but I was just wondering where the word came from and I was able to find just a little... Yeah, I got the Hallow's Eve, you know, like oh. it's before the Saints Day, but the ween... Yeah, I was like, how did it go into that? Yeah, and that's, it's basically meaning even, you know. Um, Grammar. Spooky. It's funny where <laughs> language comes from. <laughs> Words. Words are all made up. Um, anyway, that's going to do it for the uh, this episode. Um, don't forget you can follow us at uh, face- on Facebook at Origins of History Podcast, as well as on Instagram at Origins.AHistoryPodcast can also listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and basically anywhere else you may consume your podcasts. Uh, we have one more month of the one episode, and then in December we'll go back to multiple episodes a month. So we'll see you next month in November with another episode. I know we miss you, but we'll be there. Don't leave us. We'll, listen to us. We'll <laughs> be back uh, to a full slate in december january so uh take care happy halloween um send us some pictures of your costumes on oh hey instagram and facebook we'd love to see all right take care guys bye